Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, saints. Again, I say praise the Lord. Once again, I say praise the Lord. It is my deepest honor to be with the people of God today. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm so grateful to be with you all. Before you take your seats, I want to read a scripture into your hearing from Haggai chapter 2, verses 1 through 9. Haggai chapter 2, verses 1 through 9. Haggai 2, verses 1 through 9. And it reads thus. In the seventh month, in the one and twentieth day of the month, came the, day, came the word of the Lord by the prophet Haggai, saying, Speak now to Zerubbabel, the son of Sheatiel, governor of Judah, yes, and to Joshua, the son of Josedek, the high priest, and to the residue of the people, saying, Who is left among you that saw this house in her first glory? And how do you see it now? Is it not in your eyes in comparison of it as nothing? Yet now, be strong. Yet now, be strong. O Zerubbabel, saith the Lord, and be strong, O Joshua, son of Josedek, the high priest, and be strong, O ye people of the land, saith the Lord, and works for I am with you, saith the Lord of hosts, according to the word that I covenanted with you when ye came out of Egypt, so my spirit remaineth among you. Fear ye not. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, yet once it is a little while, and I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land, and I will shake all nations and the desire of all nations shall come and I will fill this house with glory saith the Lord of hosts the silver is mine and the gold is mine saith the Lord of hosts verse 9 the glory of this latter house shall be greater than of the former saith the Lord of hosts and in this place will I give peace saith the Lord of hosts. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his words. Lord, we thank you. We give you praise today. For you are worthy of all praises and all glory. We pray right now in the name of the Lord Jesus that you will bless this moment, this assembly. The word, Lord God, that you have given me, I pray, Lord God, that in some small way you would allow me to give it to the people, Lord God. In the way that you gave it me, Lord God, I'm praying and with confidence now that you'll give and inspire me. Also help the hearer as well. Lord, that so they can receive what has been prepared for you, Lord Jesus. Lord God, we pray you'd give us all, me included, a leaned-in posture today. Let me hear the word. Let me lean into it. Let me absorb it. Let me take it into my heart. Let me understand it. Let me, Lord God, let me grow with it, Lord. We pray in the name of the Lord Jesus, you'll bless us, Lord God, and that right early. In Jesus' name we do pray, and amen and amen. And amen and amen. Praise the Lord, saints. And to the great people to the Lord for being here today. It is my honor and privilege to always speak to you um, in this fashion. Um, Every China opportunity I get to speak to you all, it is I count it a privilege. The scripture tells us that where two or three are gathered, it says it it clearly. Touch anything concerning me, I'm in the midst, like he jumps up in there. Like two of y'all together, getting together and agreeing and putting his name into it. He's just going to be there. 
Sometimes we're waiting to get excited when the crowds are here, and I'm telling you right now, you're missing out on the best relationship. I don't know about you, um, I, I had the best classes, frankly, not when there were 35 kids in the class, but when there were five of us. I learned the most because I was distracted too much by all y'all talking, two people talking over here, three people doing something over here. You can get some deep teaching when it's just you and the teacher. Don't like, stop thinking about this as a disadvantage. This is the chance to get it right. This is the chance to perfect it. Hallelujah, glory to God. We sit here, I was reading Haggai this week, and I was so inspired. I, I keep telling you, I, I get a favorite verse every week. Every week I've got a new favorite verse because it keeps hitting me in the spot I am in that moment. It hits me right where I am today. So I'm not ashamed to say last week I told you a different verse and I meant it when I said it, but I've got a new verse that's my favorite this week. I mean it. Haggai, oh gosh, so let me set the stage for what Haggai is and why we were reading Haggai, who he is, why we were in this moment. Haggai is a prophet. He's a prophet with the word, but he's at a particular moment in time. The moment he finds himself in is right after the Babylonians have invaded Israel and destroyed it. And they finally, they've been in captivity for 70 years and they get out and they finally have a chance to go back to Jerusalem. This is like the biggest neighbor that they had was Babylon and they weren't listening to the word of God, weren't doing what the word of the Lord told them to do. And the Lord said, if you don't get your act right, I'm going to turn your lives upside down completely by sending in an invasion in force. And this happened. And so where Haggai is speaking to the people is, 70 years after that invasion, we are finally allowed by our overlords, our people who kept us in captivity, we're able to get back. But what's interesting, what has happened in this moment is that a lot of people have chosen not to come back. Only a few have chosen to come back to Jerusalem. And Haggai is speaking to them. Thank you, Lord Jesus. A national disaster. If I, I want to learn from this contemporary moment to let you understand how serious a moment they've come out of, this is the same as the same situation you're seeing play out today. A ferocious neighbor is attacking a much smaller country next to it. And their intent of the neighbor crashing this, this um, crashing the Jerusalem was to take everything from them. And they took everything. They burned. They stole, they murdered, they killed. They knocked down everything they had, including the temple. The walls of Jerusalem went down. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We find out about Nehemiah a little bit later building the wall, right? We're not quite there yet in history. What we're at the point of is rebuilding the temple after we've come back to Jerusalem. Now where Haggai is, we've been in this situation for 16 years. 16 years we had the opportunity to build something and no one has done anything to renew and restore their spiritual lives. Chapter one is Haggai telling the people, you know what, you've been at this for too long, taking care of yourself, and it's time to take care of the house of the Lord. Let me, let me, let, let me read this, just a moment, let me see if I can find it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Haggai chapter one. Verse 3, then there came the word of the Lord by Haggai the prophet saying, Is it time for you, O ye, 
to dwell in your sealed houses. So you've got a house, you've built your own personal lives and your own personal wealth, and you're doing well. And to be clear, I'm not asking you for nothing. This isn't the, the message I'm asking you for. Some people, preachers use this as a mechanism to extract value from somebody. I'm not, this isn't, the, that isn't that message. But these people were in their houses, they're taking, they got back all the way from Babylon, in Jerusalem, they'd st stuck around, and instead of rebuilding the spiritual life, the temple, they established their own value and wealth. And Haggai is saying, wait a minute, it's 16 years, how long are y'all gonna be doing, taking care of you? What about taking care of your spiritual life also? What about the house of the Lord? So verse four says, it is time for you, O ye, to dwell in your house, sealed houses, and this house lie waste, the word, the house of the Lord lie waste. Now therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. I want to think about what you've done. Yes, you're one of the few that came from Babylon back to Jerusalem, but I still need more from you. Verse six, ye have sown much and bring in little. <laughs> ye eat, but you have not enough. Ye drink, but ye are not filled with drink. Ye clothe you, but there is none warm. And he that earneth wages, listen to this, earneth wages to put into a bag with holes. You're putting on clothes, you're not warm. You're eating, you're not full. You're drinking, you're still thirsty. You're you built a house and you don't even realize that you are currently building a house and he referred to you as a sealed house and he's telling you you've built up your house and the things that you actually needed was in the spiritual house. It's a rebuke. Haggai chapter 1 is an absolute rebuke for the people of God. He's telling them to wake up. You've taken care of yourself, you've taken care of what you, you, what you thought was important. Now I need you to recognize there's something way more important going on. Thank you Lord Jesus. Do you understand where we're sitting historically now? We're trying to, we're, we've been released from our 70 year captivity. We are now back in Jerusalem. Our land is still in waste. We don't have a wall protecting us. I can imagine the infrastructure, if there was one, has been destroyed. You imagine there's no, there's very few people doing what they're supposed to be doing. We're just trying to get our lives back. And, and, and Haggai is saying, while you're getting your lives back, don't forget your spiritual lives hasn't even started yet. If there's no temple, in fact the scripture tells us that they so thoroughly destroyed the temple, there isn't even a usable or viable foundation yet. They destroyed the temple so thoroughly, there isn't even ground to stand on that looks like a temple. Okay. And so Haggai chapter 2 is the Lord speaking to the people. There's only two chapters in Haggai. Chapter 1, the wake-up call. I need you to get focused. You're upside, your lives are upside down. You're focused on the wrong things. Your priorities are all shut. And I need you to be in the right frame of mind. Chapter 2 is saying how you're going to fix it. Okay? That's what I love about the Lord. It don't take too long to establish what it is that's wrong, but now let's get it right. Let's get it, let's fix this, all right? The other chapter I think that's important to look at in, in concert with Haggai, the thing that's going on contemporary, contemporaneously with Haggai is Ezra, chapter three and verse nine. That's probably the one you're probably more aware of. Let's go to Ezra, chapter three. Ezra is recording what's going on once we finally get back to Jerusalem. 
We're going to start at chapter 3 and verse 8. This is where they start to rebuild the temple. I'm going to go back and forth between these two chapters. Um, Ezra chapter 3 verse 8 reads this. Now in the second year of the coming unto the house of God at Jerusalem, in the second month began Zerubbabel the son of Shelatiel and Jeshua the son of Josedach, and the remnant of the brethren, the priests and the Levites, and all they that were come out of captivity unto Jerusalem. They've all come out of captivity. And appointed the Levites from 20 years old and upwards to set forward the work of the house of the Lord. So now they finally get their acts together and start putting things together so they can have a house of the Lord. Right? Then stood Joshua with his sons and his brethren, Kamadmiel, and his sons, the sons of Judah, together to set forward the workmen in the house of God, the sons of Henadad, with their sons and their brethren, the Levites. So they've got all the people of God and all the people appropriately qualified to get together and build the house. And when the builders laid the foundation of the temple of the Lord, they set the priests in their apparel with trumpets and the Levites, the son of Asaph, with cymbals to praise the Lord after the ordinance of David, king of Israel. Remember at this point, David is a historical figure. But they're trying to remember all the things that David did and bring it into this moment, right? So they're praising him. Asaph, you'll see Asaph in Psalms, the name Asaph for some of the Psalms, because these are the priests that would play and sing these Psalms, right? And so in this moment, they're trying to make sure they recreate everything perfectly the way it would have been done in their history. These are a people who have been broken destroyed and they're putting back their history together and the thing they should have started with is the thing that they're finally catching up with in this moment they're starting to put together realize i don't have a history if it doesn't have god in the center what am i building my own house for what am i remembering my king david if i don't remember praise how can i start and, and i want to encourage you i don't care how good or bad your situation is right now I want you to start it with the Lord in the middle. <laughs> I don't care if you're starting it with victory. I don't care if you've come in last. I don't care if you did get the job. I don't care if you don't. I don't care if you got the house. I don't care if you didn't get the thing you wanted. I want you to start with a certain kind of praise that centers on the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So they get everybody together, they line up the builders. They line up the priests with their trumpets, the priests with their cymbals, and they're all getting ready to praise in this moment. Yes. Verse 11, and they sang together by course. Yes. Remember, this is saying we all got an order to do. Yes. They practiced this. Yes. This wasn't off the top. Yes. They got this ready and right. Yes. And they said, let's do this by course. Yes. This is really important. It says, and they sang together by course in praising and giving thanks unto the Lord because he is good. I need you to understand what's going on. We are 70 years in captivity. Yes. Our infrastructure in our city is destroyed. Yes. Our building isn't even up on the, out of the ground, yes. but yet the, the ministers are saying, yes. he yes. is good. Yes. Yes. It's a tough one because there's something by faith you have to do right now. You have to praise him even when it don't look like I'm supposed to be praising him right now. I'm going to praise him so that people are wondering, what are you doing? You're not even supposed to be in a thanksgiving mood right now. <laughs> 
Your building is destroyed. What do you mean Thanksgiving? What do you mean he's good? You've just come out of 70 years of absolute torture, and how is he good? He is good. Let's keep going here. I'm getting ahead of myself. And they sang together by course in praising and giving thanks to the Lord because he is good, for his mercy endureth forever toward Israel. Do you know the faith you have to be able to say? having had a, almost an entire generation yes, yes. in captivity yes. to say his mercy doesn't, isn't just today, yes, but in, endures forever. Yes, yes. Which means he was, mercy was enduring when we were in captivity. This is what the priests are necessary for. This is what we need to be together sometimes to encourage each other. Even though you're going through stuff, his mercy endures forever. <laughs> I know it doesn't look like it sometimes, and I know it doesn't feel like it sometimes, but I assure you, his mercy endures forever. Thank you, Jesus. So, the scripture tells us what? And they sang together by course. Thank you, Jesus. In praising and giving thanks unto the Lord, because he is good, for his mercy endureth forever toward Israel. And all the people shouted with a great shout. <laughs> yeah, when you realize he's good, this is what you do. A great shout. This is, we, we ain't even got no tune now. Like, whatever we practice, that's done. Whatever we prepared by course, that's over. Now I'm just shouting. Oh, Lord, this feels guttural to me. This feels from the stomach to me. Like, I'm shouting now. No words, no tune, no melody. Just shout. He is good. Oh, I love you. I love you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So, and all the people shouted with a great shout when they praised the Lord because the foundation of the house of the Lord of the Lord was laid. Of the house of the Lord was laid. The foundation is laid. What are they? What are they so excited about? What are they shouting about this with this loudness? Not that they've got walls. Not that they've got windows. Not that they've got a roof on the place. Not that they've got doors. We haven't even got that far yet. All we've done is break the ground and make the foundation good. That's it. I'm not waiting for the seats to be filled. I'm not waiting for 50 more people to show up. I'm shouting when the foundation's here. Hallelujah, glory to God. Too many times we're missing opportunities to worship because we're looking for that big parade. No, 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 no. I don't need but one or two of you. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Look, not everybody even left Babylon. A whole bunch of people didn't even bother come back because their new lives were good. <laughs> and only the scripture tells us when we go back to, to uh, Haggai that that Haggai is told to speak only to what he calls the residue. <laughs> Do you know what residue is? Residue is what's left over. It's like you drank a glass of milk, drank it all down, and around the glass is residue. The, the milk can be said to be gone. But Haggai's not told to speak to those who are gone. He's told to speak to those who are left. 
You're looking for those things that have gone. And the Lord's saying, speak to those who are here right now. Thank you, Jesus. That part of you that survived, that made it through, that's who I'm speaking to. Imagine if I'm preaching, teaching to you right now. And instead of focusing on each of you, I'm focusing on the seats that are empty. Yes, sir. It's madness. Doesn't make sense. Because I'm thinking, well, these are the people that should be here. I'm not worried about that. I want to speak to the residue. Let me keep let me keep going here. I'm way ahead of myself. I'm way ahead of myself. Let me keep going. Thank you, Jesus. And the people shouted with a great shout when they praised the Lord because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. Verse 12. But many of the priests and Levites and chief of the fathers who were ancient men had seen the first house when the foundation of the house was laid before their eyes, wept in a loud voice and many shouted aloud for joy. We have two sets of people looking at the same situation and one of them is crying and one of them is shouting for joy. It's an interesting thing here. And part of it's, they're kind of both right in a, in a way. But I'm gonna lean with the people who are shouting for joy. Yes. Here's why. When the Lord told them that he was gonna do this and the word came through Haggai, I was, I was conflicted, I must admit, because I see it from both situations. But I don't know if you've ever been through something and one moment that situation brings you almost to tears and the next moment you're saying, but I'm gonna be all right. Yes, 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 yes. So you decide joy rather than sorrow. Yes, yes, come on, sir. And if the Lord says the, gr- the latter is greater than the former, I'm picking joy. You pick what you want, but I'm picking joy. The scripture tells us that the noise of both of them got combined and that you couldn't tell the noise from the joy from the noise and that happens in our lives. We go through things and one moment we're like, man, I don't even know how I'm going to make it through and the next minute we're saying, Lord, now that I've made it through, I can help somebody else make it through. (laughs) I'm joyful because I've gone through it. I don't know if that's ever happened to you, where it seems like the situation you were in was so overwhelming, but you got through it, and you're saying, look, I see you in the same situation now. And the thing that was death to me is going to be life to you now, because it happened to me. That's what's happening in this moment. We're seeing people look at this situation from various situations. But I need to go back to Haggai, chapter 2. Hallelujah, glory to God. Haggai, chapter (coughs) 2. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Haggai chapter 2. Verse 1 begins thus. In the seventh month, in one and twentieth day of the month, came the word of the Lord by the prophet Haggai, saying, Speak now. Speak right now. In this moment. I need to focus in on this word now because it shows up multiple times in this chapter. The now. The now. Not the 30 years ago when you were in, in captivity. The now. We sometimes get bound by the past and we get tricked by a future that's not here. And the Lord is speaking a word into you now, now right now. So the scripture says, speak now to Zerubbabel, the son of Shetil, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Josedek, the high priest, and to the residue 
or the remnant of the people. Speak to those who are here now. <laughs> Look, sometimes when it comes to loss, we feel like we want to focus on the things that we lost rather than the things that made it. <laughs> Let me give you one example. When we went home to, to visit my sister, um, who has not been well, and I saw her there, she's, she's now bedridden, officially bedridden, right? She has to stay in bed. And I was thinking about the situation, and I was, man, I would have, I was distressed because I wanted her to be able to have a mobility, right? I wanted her to have that. And I focused on what she lost for days and weeks. And it really bothered me, and it really bothered me. But then I started to think about what we still have rather than what we lost. Our sister wasn't supposed to make it to teenage years. Our sister wasn't supposed to be an adult. Our sister had COVID after having had heart surgery. So I could focus on what we lost or I could focus on what we have. You, you see what I'm saying? It's easy for me to mess up and start to speak to and say, Lord, why isn't my sister walking right now? That's me speaking to the loss. But I need to speak to the residue. Still here. Still smiling. Still eating, still loving. I'm speaking to the residue. I'm not speaking to the loss. Hallelujah. Haggai was told, look, there's people that they're not going to come. But that wasn't Haggai's problem. Yes, Haggai had to speak to the people yes, who were here, who were yes, now. Yes, we sometimes focus on our loss. Yes. And we don't focus on what the Lord has given us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lamentations 3 says it's because of the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed. Because his compassions fail not. Hope I'm speaking to you here. Hallelujah, glory to God. So what is it that this word that Haggai received, what is it that it says to him? And I'm fascinated by this. I love when I started reading this. The Lord worked with me on this one. It says, speak now to Zerubbabel, the son of Sheatil, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Josedek, the high priest, and to the residue of the people, saying, who is left among you that saw this house in her first glory? Interesting. The word of the Lord hasn't come as a commandment or a, or a specific word. It's come as in the form of a question. <laughs> the word of the Lord is in a form of a question. Who among you remembers what it was like? <laughs> and how do you see it now? I want you to... He's asking them, unafraid, to look at what Solomon's temple looked like. Yes. Remember, Solomon's temple was beautiful, gold, yes. silver. It was a, Solomon was one of the wealthiest men out there. So we know this temple was laid out. <laughs> right? Says, who among you remember that what was there before? <laughs> and what is it going to say? It is not that your eyes in comparison... As it was nothing. Man, if you were to compare what you're looking at right today yes. to what it was yesterday, yes. 
your objective reality, the eyes that are seeing that thing, will say, this is nothing compared to that. But what does he say after he's done making, asking you to make the comparison between what it was and what it is right now? What does he say? Yet now, be strong. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You're just looking at rubble and foundation today. And Solomon's temple was full of gold and silver. And you're, I'm asking you, those who remember, those who have the loss the most, to look at what you had and what we are having today. And what is the thing I'm asking you to do is, yet now, be strong. Right now. Not when you've built the temple. Not when all more people have come back. You know what the thing is? People are bandwagon jumpers. They do it in sports. They're not going to support the team while they're down. They're not going to support you when you are going through. They're going to wait for, to see success first. Then they want to join. They want to see that you've, well, let me see how successful you are, and then I'll help. Well, I don't need your help once I'm successful, to be perfectly honest. I need you to help while I'm unsuccessful and I'm not sure. I need your help now. But that's how we do. We want to join late. But Haggai is telling the people that the Lord told him to say, don't wait till you've built the temple to act out. I don't want you to shout when the temple's built. I want you to shout right now. I want you to be strong right now. Amen. Yet now be strong, O Zerubbabel, saith the Lord, and be strong, O Joshua, son of Jesedek, the high priest, and be strong, all ye people of the land, saith the Lord, and work. Yep, there's stuff ahead of you. I ain't gonna tell you it's gonna be easy. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not telling you to be strong and just be shrug your shoulders. I'm saying be strong and work right now. There's work to do. Rebuilding that which is broken is difficult. Reestablishing that thing you've lost is time consuming and exhausting, but now's the time to be strong and now's the time to work. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It's fascinating that he formed it as a question though. Says, what does he say? He says, who is left among you? I sometimes wonder about that. And we've got to ask ourselves questions sometimes to make sure we understand what the Lord is doing for us. <laughs> Lord, one of the worst questions you can ask yourself, or one of the questions we just naturally ask ourselves is, Lord, why did I have to, why did it have to play out like that? Like, why did the disaster, why did the situation, why did the problem have to be like that? And we could restate the question and say, Lord, now that I've come through it, I trust you more. My relationship with you is deeper. That's me not looking at what I've lost. That's looking at the residue. That's looking at what has come through. That's looking at the remnant. You say, Lord, you know, three years ago I had a better car. You know, and you can focus on what you lost. But you can also say, Lord, now that, I'm, now that I've got this car, I've been coming to church faithful, even with the car, even though it barely works Monday through Friday, it's been faithful to me on Sunday. <laughs> I'm looking at the residue. I'm not looking at the loss. Amen? Yet now, be strong. Verse 5, it says, according, and let me go to verse 4. Yet now be strong, O Zerubbabel, 
saith the Lord, and be strong, O Joshua, son of Josedek, the high priest, and be strong, all ye people of the land, saith the Lord, and work for I am with you, saith the Lord of hosts. I'm with you, the Lord is saying. According to the word that I covenanted with you when ye came out of Egypt, so my spirit remain among, among you, fear ye not. Back to this, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid right now. It's intimidating looking at the thing that is broken and seeing it still remaining strong. But the Lord is asking us to look at that thing that is, and don't be shy away from it. I'm not asking you to ignore it. I'm asking you to look it dead in its face. Compare it and say, I'm still gonna be strong. I'm still going to be standing. I'm still going to be standing. Yes, I see what I've lost. I'm not ignoring it. I'm not blanking it out of my memory. The scripture's telling you to look back and look again and compare it and actually come to the right conclusion. Lord, it is less, but you are still greater than anything. I'm coming to the right conclusion. I know what I lost. I know what it's not good. I know it doesn't feel good, but I'm still going to be strong and I'm still going to stand and I'm still going to be faithful to the Lord. This is what he's promising will happen, if you can fear not. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, yet once it, it, it is a little while, and I will shake the heavens and the earths and the sea and the dry land. I'm going to shake the foundations of the earth. You're wondering about how, how weak the foundation of this looks right now? Don't you know I can shake the foundation of the earth? Like the earth is my foundation and I'm shaking it? You're thinking the sky is helpful? Well, I can shake the sky too. And the sea. <laughs> the silver is mine. You, you, you're wondering why this, when they took everything out the temple, they would have stripped it of its gold and its silver. And you're saying to yourself, I had way more back then and I'm looking at right now and it's nothing because they took the silver and gold. And the Lord says, I have the silver or gold. Gosh. Silver is mine, the gold is mine. And here's what he says. This is why I don't agree anymore with the older people in, in back in uh, Ezra. This is why I don't agree with them. This is what the Lord is saying. The glory of this latter house shall be greater than that of the former house. That means they're looking at the loss and not looking at what the Lord has given. So I'm going to shout with joy. I'm going to shout with joy. I was on the fence before. I said, well, yeah, both have good position. No, the Lord said it's going to be better. I'm going to trust the Lord's word. <laughs> and in the place I will give the peace, saith the Lord of hosts. Let me share one more scripture that I'm going to get out your way. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 3 and 17. I need to look at the now. I need to focus on who is left, what is left, but let somebody help me find 2 Corinthians uh, 3. Now. And yes, sir. The Lord is that spirit. Yes. When are we talking about? Not yesterday. You, you may say to yourself, well, we had a 60-person choir yesterday. Uh, I don't deny it. But the Lord isn't living there with you in yesterday. He's there. You're not. You're in the now. Like he has control in the past. He has control in the future. But you're neither of those places. Where are you? You are in the now. Keep reading. Read that over for me again. Now. Yeah. 
The Lord is that spirit. Now the Lord is that spirit. Yes, sir. And where the spirit of the Lord is. Not where he was. Okay, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I got you. Come on. Come on for him, yes, sir. Yes, sir. it's on. where he was and is and will be. Yes, but for me, it's only where he now, now. is now. Now. Yes, now be strong. The spirit of the Lord is where the spirit of the Lord is. Now the Lord is that spirit and the spirit of the Lord is. And what does it say? There is liberty. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is right now liberty. Now be strong. The spirit of the Lord is now with us. I don't have to wait for nothing. I don't have to imagine what it's going to be in the future. I don't have to worry about what it was in the past. Now the Lord is here. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. I hope you're understanding what I'm saying. I don't care how bad yesterday was. If the Spirit of the Lord is with us, if he's here, I have liberty now. I don't have to wait for the temple to be rebuilt. I don't have to wait for my life to be restored. I don't have to worry about what I've lost. I don't have to worry about what never's coming back. All I know is if that the Lord is here right now, I have the liberty in him. Hallelujah. Shall we bless the name of the Lord? Shall we bless the name of the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Spirit of the Lord is here. The Spirit of the Lord is here. Don't worry about yesterday. Don't worry about what you've lost. Speak to the thing that has made it. Speak to the remnant that has made it. Encourage yourselves. Encourage each other. You've made it. You're still standing. Hallelujah. We're still here. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord.